Welcome to Mui Ying, the first platform created to educate and inspire Muay Thai fighters and enthusiasts. We aim to pave a clearer path for those that need it the most. Equal pay, equal spotlight, equal opportunities. Muay Thai forever. Hello and welcome to the first podcast episode of Mui Ying. Today we have Summer Bronco on the show to talk about fight life balance. Now, before we get to discuss this episode's topic with our guest, let's talk about fight news from this week. One Championship First Strike had an amazing card today with a lot of knockouts. Bulk of the card featured the kickboxing featherweight Grand Prix quarterfinals. David Kiria defeated Enrico Kale by TKO in round one via punches. Chingiz Alizov defeated Sami Sana via first round KO via punch to the body. City Chai Satongi Nong beat Taifun Oscon via split decision in a good three round close bout. Marak Gregorian defeated the legend Andy Sauer via second round TKO punches. The fight that shocked the world was. When Super Bon knocked out Georgia Petrosian in the second round via head kick. I think the whole world stopped what they were doing just to marvel at that KO. At Moy Hardcore, we will have Petmanao Sorbin Hajin versus Sabah Chugui at 47 kilos. On October 17, on Muay Thai Super Champ, there's Emmy Pizza versus Desiree Rivera at 53 kilos and Joe Mutyurin versus Rosanna Vinyavska at 60 kilos. On October 23rd, Moi Hardcore, the featured women's bouts are Kara Ket Pormung Pet versus Megan Oshia at 55.5 kilos, as well as Pormpan Pormung Pet versus Maha Fadili at 60 kilos. October 24th will be Super Champ, and the featured women's bout on that show will be Kwan Kao Pormung Pet versus Emain Cheers at 57 kilos. On November 6th, Full Metal Dojo will be hosting Dangong Fa versus Suri Manfredi for the WBC Muay Thai Super Flightweight World Championship. This fight has been put off for a while now. Last time when Suri made her debut at Lumpini Stadium, it was, wasn't against Dangong Fa and it wasn't for the WBC title. But then come November 6th, hopefully this finally goes through. Now, being a professional fighter, starting a podcast was not easy time-wise or financially. So first off, big thank you to Satra Woot for assisting me financially in purchasing my first set of podcasting equipment. Check them out for Muay Thai Apparel. They've got some super original designs in the form of Muay Thai shorts and shirts. Another shout out to my brother, Andrew, for helping out with the equipment as well. And now back to the podcast. Uh, Summer Bronco just turned 18, not even a week ago, right, Summer? Yeah, literally like five days ago. (laughs) Yeah, like five days ago. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, she has a lot of experience under her. She's a two-time IFMA youth medalist. So before she even turned 18, she already had this accomplishment. And on top of that, she's the first ever youth to win the WBC amateur belt in the U.S. Welcome, Summer. Thanks for coming. Hi. It's nice to talk to you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so our topic of discussion for this episode is going to be fight life balance. Now, you know, you're someone who has been fighting and training for so long. Like, can you just tell us about like how you started and how old you were when you started? 
Yeah, for sure. So um, I kind of started um, with uh, martial arts when I was six. Um, I wouldn't really say it was like Muay Thai Muay Thai. I was kind of just at this gym and it was kind of like a self-defense gym. Um, so I kind of started like my martial arts journey there. After that, I thought that I knew Muay Thai and decided to do a Muay Thai fight and clearly that did not end well for me. So after that, I um, actually met my current coach now, Jose. And, you know, from there, it's history. Okay, so cool. So you've been training martial arts for 12 years now, and you've been training Muay Thai for pretty much close to that as well, right? Yeah, about 10 years. Okay, so what was your experience like, like just growing up within the fight community? Because, wait, what? how old are you when you had your first fight? I had my first fight when I was like eight. And then I won my first um, championship belt at 10. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. you pretty much just grew up within the fight community. What was that like? <laughs> pretty scary, to be honest. Like, I don't know. It's it's kind of intimidating, especially like as a little kid. I mean, yeah. It. I mean, it's fun, though, because you, really, you don't really think about, like, winning or losing. You kind of just go in there and you just kind of, like, you know, you just fight and you just train. And it's just kind of like, it's just like another sport to you. Now, now I kind of feel you know, the pressure, because I'm a little older, and, you know, I got to take a little more serious. But, like, as a kid, I kind of just, like, had fun. I was just, like, training and fighting and, you know. But, yeah, I just kind of had fun when I was, like, back then. And um, growing up, it's much different than, than it is now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Muay Thai is, like, very much involving every year. It's much different than what it, what it, what it is now. But I feel like I started Muay Thai at the right time. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like for me, I'm going to be 30 in a few months and I'm looking at the, you know, the youngsters like you. I'm like, oh, you guys have all these opportunities that a lot of us, uh, you know, in in this current generation and even the generation of fighters before us just never had. And uh, it's it's really good. It's really good. Just shows how far the sport has come. Oh, yeah, for Um, sure. When it comes to like fighting, did was this something that you're like, hey, mom and dad, I want to try this, or was this something that your parents were just like, ah, just make her do it and see how <laughs> how she goes? Well, I feel like a lot of people don't know what Muay Thai is. You know what I mean? Um, so mm-hmm. I, I obviously didn't know what like Muay Thai was at the at the time when I was going to school. A couple of my friends were um doing martial arts, um, not necessarily Muay Thai, um, but they were just doing some sort of martial arts, and I just thought it was really cool. So um. I was like, yeah, I want to do that. That seems really cool. And um, that's why, like, I didn't necessarily start off with Muay Thai. I went to just, like, a regular martial arts gym. I think the gym, like, had, like, judo, jiu-jitsu, and then, like, striking. So that's kind of what I did in the beginning. But, um, yeah, from there, after that, I transitioned to Muay Thai. And, yeah. Okay. So uh, backtracking a little bit to, like, growing up within the sport, like, were you always training every day ever since you started training Muay Thai? Because I know now you're pretty regular at the gym. Like, you train anytime there is training, pretty much. Yeah, I did. Um, pretty much anytime that I had a fight coming up, which, as when I was little, I always had fights. I felt like I always had fights because it was really easy to get fights, especially, like, you know, when you're little and, you know, a lot of girls at the time were, like, my exact weight, so it was easy to like pair up fights and stuff so yeah I was pretty much consistent with training and um I was 11 years old running on the streets and you know (laughs) training like an like like a professional like an adult 
And I feel like that's really helped the way I train now because I've always been training like that, you know? Okay. Do you think that like training like that from such a young age has helped you with other aspects of your life in any way? I think so. I think growing up that way has helped me stay disciplined, mm-hmm. not just like in Muay Thai, but like through through anything, you know, not giving up and, you know, working hard. Um, there's always moments where you feel like you want to give up or you want to stop. But like, I guess growing up in that mindset of staying disciplined and staying consistent, I've always kept that mindset. Yeah, yeah. So. I've I've learned so many life lessons through like training and fighting and stuff that like I feel like yeah. because uh you know I'm a fighter I actually be I've become a better version of myself just from the life lessons oh, yeah. that I've learned you know not even just the fights yeah. themselves but just everything from the fights that I could extract oh yeah so you know what does your training regimen look like when you do have a fight like how many hours in a week are you training um well actually um Starting my last fight, I have been starting to do yoga. Um, mm-hmm. I've noticed that has been helping with my flexibility and as well as like controlling my breathing. Because when I train, I suck at like controlling my breathing. Like, I just like I don't you don't think you don't think about breathing, but it's like really now that I think about it and like now that I'm really focusing on it, it's like really important when you're training, you're fighting, is to focus on you know your breath because if you don't focus on that, you're gonna get tired. So I feel like yoga has um, really helped me, like, you know, focus on my breath and, like, take deep breaths and stuff like that. But obviously, like, it's helping my flexibility. And yoga is a lot harder than people think it is. It's really hard. <laughs> um, so I, I do yoga. And then I do I do running. I do miles. Um, some days I'll put in three. Some days I'll put in five. Um, and then on the weekends I'll put in, like, you know, longer ones, five, six. But um, I do running, and then at nighttime, I always um, do two-hour practices, three-hour practices, um, like sparring, hitting pads. Um, I also do strength and conditioning during the day. I do it two times a week. Um, it consists of, you know, cardio work and just, like, basic um, lifting and stuff like that. So yeah. I do I do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you just graduated from high school this year, yeah? No, I graduate next year. You graduate next, next year, so you're still you're still a high school student. How do I you? I am still. Yeah. yeah. So how do you you know how do you manage to do all of that while you're in fight camp, on top of like being in school? Because you know being in school is not like a one or two hour thing. It's like a whole day thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's it's really hard. Like. I feel like when I'm in fight camp and, you know, I gotta, I gotta do school and I have to train, it's hard to like, you know, find time in the day to do all that, you know what I mean? But, um, obviously when you, when you're dedicated to something, you find time to do stuff. But, um, I, it's, it's, it can be hard sometimes. Like after school, I go straight to strength and conditioning or I go straight to running, you know what I mean? So everything that I do is like really back to back, but, um, yeah, like, I'll, I'll wake up, I'll go to yoga, and then I'll go to school. And then after school, I'll go to strength and conditioning, and then I have that little break. And then after that, I'll go to practice. I'll go to the gym until 8, 9 o'clock at night. And then I'll come home, do some and homework do if homework? I have it, and then go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So it's hard. You know, sometimes yeah. I finish training, and then I come home, and I'm like, oh, I have to write. And it's like, I just don't have the brain power to like, <laughs> and then you're like, do oh, anything. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 
like a lot of people think that like training it's it just takes you out physically but it really takes you out mentally as well yeah like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of thinking involved oh yeah yeah for sure <laughs> yeah it just like so, it drains you honestly yeah um and also i remember when uh we met when i went to virginia um last month yeah you also have a part-time job right i do I make yeah. acai bowls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You almost need <laughs> <me> one. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So it's really hard, especially during, especially during fight camp. Like I have to balance out work too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just pr- but, hard. you know, you're trying to balance all this responsibility and with the work, you know, I'm sure it's like trying to, it, I'm sure part of it is like you being at your age, you want to like, go out and do stuff with your friends, which is kind of why you need the money, right? But then given what you yeah. just told me, how do you even have time to like spend with your friends? I I really don't know. <laughs> um, well, like, it's funny because like last week I had like that, that little break week to, you know, go out with my friends and, you know, like eat all the junk food. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just fought two weeks ago and then I had last week to, you know, have fun. And then this week I'm right back in fight camp. But um, like last week I was just like with my friends like literally almost every day. And I was like, we got to do something every day, guys. Like we got to make the best <laughs> of this week because I'm going to unfortunately disappear again for the next couple weeks because I have to get, you know, ready for fight camp. But I am I have really, you know, supportive friends. And, you know, I've actually lost like a lot of friends in the past due to the fact that I'm sometimes not around. And sometimes they didn't understand that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and what has that taught have... you about friendship? Um, it's taught me that true friends will be supportive of you no matter what. And they'll wait for you to come back, you know? So I have I have good friends now. I have a good little group. Um, a non-toxic group, you know? <laughs> and yeah. And they're really supportive. When I fought two weeks ago, they, like, bought the live stream, and they were, like, screaming Aww. and, like, freaking out when they are watching. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, I have really great friends, and they're really supportive, and they've always been, like, super supportive of, like, me fighting and, mm-hmm. you know, me not being around all the time when they go hang out, and they're understanding, and they want to be there for me, you know, through it. Because they, they, know, they know that it's tough. They know that, like, training is can be super tough. They know that fighting can be super tough. So, they're really supportive, and... You know, whenever I come back after fight camp or after I fight and I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? It's been a while. You know, they're they're really supportive. And, you know, we make we make the best of the time we have when we have it. So, you know, as you say, it's quality over quantity. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it, that's interesting that you say that because you're at 18. You're like, oh, OK, the people who are willing to, like, respect my passions and what I'm putting all my time and energy into they're still going to be my friends they're my true friends some people they don't learn that until like their mid to late 20s like I'm pretty sure that when I was your age I thought that everyone I was friends with I was still going to be friends with and that's really not the case yeah your your friend group just kind of like dwindles through the years you know oh yeah um yeah for sure yeah and uh, it's also gotten to the point where I remember when I was just training and in fight camp so much uh, before I moved over to Thailand, I just lost contact with so many people that were not within the community. So, you know, yeah. th- this group of friends of yours, it seems like they're not involved in the community aside from 
being no. a supporter. Uh, what's that yeah. like? It's, is it like, is it nice having that, uh, that difference and not have to think about Muay Thai for a little bit or? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously Muay Thai is my life and, you know, I have such a passion for it, but like, it's also very draining. It's, it's mentally draining and you, you need that break. And I've, I've learned that like, it's okay to take a break from it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to, to, you know, kind of take a slight break when I'm with them and, you know, talk about normal 17, 18 year old girl things and talk about school and talk about drama, you know, like I, it's, it's nice to, to do the normal things sometimes, but like, you know, you know, even though, yeah, like I said, even though I still have a passion for Muay Thai, it's nice to take that small little break just to we, we all need be a normal, breaks. Yeah, normal teenage. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, actually, uh, I think I was in Thailand for a few years and I tried hanging out with people who are not in the community. I just couldn't find anything to talk about with them. Like uh, everything yeah. that I knew at that point was all like fight related. <laughs> so then like for coming sure. back to the US and trying to see like some of my high school and middle school friends again, I had to kind of like yeah. turn something else on and be like, oh, you know, you can just relax yeah. and just talk about other right. stuff that's like not so serious all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I, I think it's because we like, every day it's just like Muay Thai, Muay Thai, Muay Thai. So that's Everything. like all we're thinking it, about. It's like, all we want yeah, to talk about. Yeah, it consumes you. You know, it's like all. You, it really does. When you have a fight. Uh, like for me, it's like I that's wake up and like, oh, about. I'm fighting on this day. I have to like get this done and do this. And everything yeah. you do, it's because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have oh uh, that's have, so relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have uh, you tried to get any of your friends at the gym to like try to train with you or? I have. Um... They're a little eh, about it, but um, I have some coworkers um, at my job, and they actually did a private with me once, and I, you know, I taught them some things, and oh, wow. they absolutely loved it. Yeah, they loved it so much. So that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they they, they want to learn. Um, yeah, and obviously, I I think it's really good for them to learn because mm-hmm. they are young girls, and the world is really you know really awful. So it's really good for you know younger girls to learn how to defend themselves so i'm i'm happy to teach them stuff like that in muay thai because you know it's not only a sport but it can really help you you know in the real world if anything ever happens does that ever give you like a sense of confidence when you're uh just out and about in the regular setting that you're like oh someone like tries to start anything with me i know how to hold my own ground yeah i think i think it does for sure um i'm already a pretty much like an aware person so like when i'm already out i already like think about the possibilities that could happen and you know if something feels like shady to me I'm like you know I'll look around so I'm kind of like always ready for whatever happens at any moment but it does it does give me like some calmness that I know that like if anything ever happened I like I would know what to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah 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 that's cool um let's talk about like the opportunities that you've seen grow I guess within like the female fight community like you know you you said that when you were a kid you had all these fights all the time it was super easy to get Mm -hmm. fights uh at what age did you find that it was really hard for you to get matched up I was like 14 15 and this was around the time that you were doing IFMA or I did IFMA I did IFMA at 12. That was my first um, IFMA, and I was, I was in Thailand for that one. 
And then after that, I was 16 when I did my second um, IFMA tournament. But, like, in between that, I just, like, didn't have that many fights. I maybe had, like, one or two in between those, which is kind of... No, not one or two. I had a couple. But, like, there was one year where I only fought, like, once. And it was a really bad year. Because, like, the more you stay out of the ring, the more rusty you get. And you get, you know, so... Especially for me, if I stay out of the ring, I... When I get back in it, like, a year later, it just... I don't... I, I could perform so much better if I stayed um stayed fighting, stayed in the ring. So definitely that at that time it was really hard um to get fights. I kinda at that at that moment I already fought everyone that I could possibly fight, like in my division, you know, my age, whatever. Now that I'm adult, it's it's a little easier to get opponent opponents. Um I'm already gonna have two and I just turned 18 so in a month so I guess that's pretty good but yeah at the time when I was like 14 15 it was really hard to to get fights at that moment and I kind of didn't train as consistently as I should have and kind of fell off um but I think um IFMA in Turkey in 2019 really like got the gears going again and I got back in the ring more and yeah, I since then I've had quite a few fights, so I plan on staying consistent, so that doesn't happen again, so I don't get rusty in the ring again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you said you were twelve when you went to Thailand for IFMA, that first time. Yeah, what was it yes. like being like? So was it was it your first time traveling that far as well? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! So it was like a whole lot of things. It was like international <sighs> tournament, and then yeah. What, what was that whole thing like? Like. I can't even imagine what a 12-year-old's brain would be thinking about. <laughs> it was crazy, honestly. I mean, but it was a really good experience. Um, and something that I'll never forget. Um, obviously, the travel there was long and tiring. But um, training with the USA team was so cool. And this this tournament that I went to, um, in, uh, IFMA 2016 in Thailand, that was actually the first youth IFMA tournament. So I got the opportunity to fight at the first the first youth tournament on Team USA, which is like so cool. Like that that's remember, like, that's so cool. I remember all the social media posts of Summer Bronco, the elbow queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, when no. I was like, Oh, well, you know, this this girl is something special. And then I mean, you were pretty much just going in there, like no one knew who you were until you yeah. started beating up all these international people, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was a really cool experience. Um, and I was young, too. So I feel like being that young and, like, going to Thailand at 12, like, no one else, no one does that. Like, you know, like, especially, in, like, in America, like, no one does that. So it was crazy, you know? Um, unfortunately, my coach wasn't there. Mm -hmm. He couldn't go. So that was, like, the first, like, tournament fight that, like, my coach wasn't in the corner. So I guess, like, the only difficult thing was that because my coach and I have, like, such a, a great bond, especially, like, in the ring. So, like, the fact that he wasn't there, that, like, energy was, like, you know. So, it's <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a lot different. Like, especially having someone else in your corner and not, like, your coach. It's it's different. Like, it's, it's weird. But, um... Yeah, IFMA, 
I only had two fights. My bracket was kind of small. Because, like, at IFMA, like, some people have, like, five, six fights if they have a big division. But I only had, like, four girls in my division. So I fought the first round against Belgium, and I beat her. And then the second round, I fought against Thailand. And it was a close fight, but, I mean... She just kind of outkicked me and yeah, out, pretty yeah. much just outpointed They're me. They're pretty good at that, the ties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But um, it was still a good fight. I think I think that fight was my hardest defeat. Like, that's the one that really, like, like you know, kind of hurt me. But at the same time, like, that fight, I learned so much because I fought a tie. And, you know, I had to, I had to work hard throughout that fight. And even though I lost, like, I think... I, I worked hard. Like, I didn't give up the entire fight. I kept pushing. We kept exchanging back and forth. So, I mean, that's, like, a really important fight to me because I learned so much from that. How how different was it fighting in those tournaments uh, compared to your experiences before fighting in the U.S. and maybe, like, just single fights or other tournaments? It It's a lot different, especially when I fought um, in Thailand. They had, like, the drums and they were playing the live music. And, like, all the countries surrounding the ring, they were, like, you know, chanting and screaming and, you know, root, obviously rooting for their country or whatever. So it's a, definitely a different feeling, but it's, like, it's it's a really cool feeling to see, like, other countries, like, from all over. You know, it's just, it's just really cool. Like, I, <laughs> I keep saying it's cool, but, it, I mean, it really is, though. Like, just seeing, like, other countries come together representing their country and there's different, like fighters from all over it's just it's it's kind of surreal like just to see all that you know unfold yeah and how do you think uh the scene from back then that was six years ago until now how do you think it's different do you think it's um well six years ago that's a (laughs) long time (laughs) yeah wow um i think like i said though like muay thai is involving like it's evolving every day like, I feel like the way Muay Thai was then is a lot different than it is now. Like, the way people mm-hmm. fought, you know, the way people moved around the ring, it's much different. So so how were people fighting back then, in your opinion? Um, from, from me personally, I, I feel like I kind of evolved um, with the sport. I feel like, I feel like now that IFMA has been around, especially... Um, for youth, I feel like it has changed the scoring in America, um, especially with the tournaments. We we use the IFMA scoring now because that's that's how we're fighting. Because we want we want this generation to fight in IFMA youth or the next generation. So we want we want the tournaments to be like that or even like adults. Same thing. Like we want them to get them to fight in IFMA. So like if you go to like TBAs, uh, other tournaments, they'll have the live scoring. Um, and I feel like I just feel like the the scoring's different than maybe what it used to be, especially in America. So I feel like in, in that aspect, it's definitely evolving. Um, and since th- since we're scoring it the way that that causes people to fight differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember when I first started going to fights, and I first started fighting. It's, I'm not going to name the sanctioning body, but you can probably figure it out. Uh, it just yeah. seemed like aggression was like the only thing. Like the person mm-hmm. just coming forward, rolling with their punches, not throwing a single kick, not blocking anything, would just win the fight just because they're walking forward, not necessarily landing anything. 
but yeah, you know, I know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah. <laughs> See, you know, seeing you fight a couple weeks ago, uh, she fought a couple, uh, Summer fought a couple weeks ago on the Freedom Fighter promotion. It was the first ever promotion. She won versus yeah. uh, Julie Cohen via decision. It was a really, really beautiful fight. And, uh, you know, just seeing you on that card and a bunch of other people on the card just demonstrate like good Muay Thai in comparison to some of the fights that I've seen when I was starting out, it was like night and day. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so uh, do you have any other fights coming up soon before the year ends? I do. I'm also fighting um, again on Freedom Fighters um, against Amy Duke, a really good opponent. Um, I'm really excited to be fighting on Freedom uh, Freedom Fighters again. The last time I fought on it, especially for the first one, I thought it was a really good, um, a really good show. I mm-hmm. think it was really organized. Um, and it was just, a, it was really cool to be a part of it and, you know, see, see different athletes, some, some teammates that was on IFMA with me, you know, it was really cool to see everyone. But, um, yeah, I thought, I thought the show was really, really professional, really organized. I had so much fun being on it and I'm really looking forward to being on it again. Yeah, you uh, got the crowd going with your white crew. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was yeah. really really cool to watch. It, you brought a lot of like the the culture and spirituality into that space, and you just felt the whole energy change when you were doing it. And you know, me, I was asked to be a commentator like the, the day before, so then me getting to like just watch that whole thing and just really watch how yeah. the energy of the room changed with every single fight. It was it was really really nice to see. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I remember uh, before your fight, I asked you as part of like, you know, me trying to prepare, doing my homework as a commentator. I asked you like, yeah, you know, yeah. about like your training and stuff. And you mentioned you're like, you know, I made a lot of sacrifices to be here. I gave up a lot of things. And you definitely did mention like missing out a lot of things with your friends. What were some of the things that you like missed out on during your last fight camp or some of the things that you will miss out on on this upcoming fight camp? Um, last fight camp, I definitely missed a few hangouts with my friends. And I know that's like probably not that big of a deal, but like, you know, it kind of is because I, you know, I miss out on being with my friends and like, even though they tell me it's okay, I have this, like, part of me that, like, I feel like I let them down again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not there again. Um, I've missed out on some, you know, school stuff. Um, I definitely, like, want to get more involved with school, but, like, I don't really have the time to be more involved with, like, school activities and stuff. So, definitely miss out on that. And definitely this fight camp, I definitely miss out on, you know, extra school, extra school stuff. Um, I definitely miss out on being with my friends, you know, being with my family. Um, I miss out on, if I keep fighting throughout November and December, I miss out on Thanksgiving and I miss out on all the holiday treats. (laughs) So, I mean, that's a big sacrifice, missing out on all the, all my, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, feel like the holidays, that's the worst. It, it's fighting, tough. That's the worst. I always feel bad yeah. for the fighters who have to sit through all the Thanksgiving meals and all the Christmas oh, and yeah. New Year's parties and just be oh, yeah. like, 
no, I'm just gonna have my my grilled chicken or my salad. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, oh the grilled chicken. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. It's tough. And、um, what day is your next fight against Amy Duke? It's November twentieth, twenty seventh. I think the days are still being worked out. I'm、okay. not actually sure. Okay, got it. So、yeah. it's sometime towards the end of November. And、uh, yes. do you know where that fight is?、Uh, New York, Queens,、it's、New York. It's gonna be in Queens, New York, where I am. Yes. <laughs> so you know I'm gonna be there,、uh, either as a spectator, <laughs> commentator, or maybe I'll even fight out in myself. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah.、Uh, so Summer, I'm just gonna wrap this up. It seems like you know our discussion on like the fight life balance. Even though it's tough for you, you're you you're doing something that works for you, and you've got such a supportive. Team, family members, friends around you that you know. Even though you're spending a lot of your time just focused on one thing, they're very understanding about it, and they're always there to welcome you whenever you're、oh, ready、yeah. to hang out. <laughs> yeah, for sure.、Uh, so, Summer, do you have anything to plug? Like,、uh, how can people find you on social media? How can they talk to you? Oh yeah, so I have Instagram.、Uh, my at is summer b underscore esmt. Also have Facebook, but I feel like no one uses Facebook nowadays. So, yeah, I have Instagram,、um, and yeah, just to wrap it up,、um, one last thing to say is that all the sacrifices are worth it in the end. That split second when you know th- the fight is over and you, you 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 did what you did in the fight, you you think in your head. Yeah, I put in the work. I deserve this. I deserve this win. I deserve this fight. I deserve where I'm at right now. So everything that you're doing at that moment is worth it in the end. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with、yeah. you. It feels really nice to win, but also just really nice to know that you everything you're doing,、yeah. yep, you put in the work, and、uh, the people that you train with, you didn't let them down. For sure. Okay,、uh, so I'm your host Angela Chang.、Uh, this is our first ever episode of Moying. Moying is on Instagram as Moi Dot Ying. If you enjoyed this episode and would like more information on training, fighting, preparing for your trip to Thailand, yada yada yada, visit Moi Dash Ying dot com. We also have a Patreon account if you like to support us financially.、Uh, if you can rate review. Share this episode.、Uh, you know we would greatly appreciate it. It will help this podcast grow. And thank you so much, Summer, for coming on to talk to me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Moying, the first platform focused on those in the Muay Thai community that deserve more attention than they get. For more information on training, fighting, living in Thailand, and other episodes, please visit muay-ying.com. This is your host Angela Chang signing off. See you in the next episode of Moying.